0: even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
1: Presented by T-Mobile,
0: the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right,
2: welcome back to another episode of Kane Collects. Hopefully you've enjoyed uh, all the episodes. And I've mentioned it before, if you miss an episode, you could definitely go back and listen to any of the episodes that you've missed. Uh, We've touched on a lot of collectibles, a lot of different topics, a lot of different guests. And I can't wait to introduce my next guest. I kind of uh, stumbled upon um, them and bought some cards from them before. And you might have too, actually. They're they're local here in Michigan. Um, I'm going to talk to the owner of Kruk Cards, the owner, George Kruk. George, thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me. Great to be
2: here. Not a problem, not a problem. So uh, that's Kruk, by the way, K-R-U-K. So if that sounds familiar, you may have purchased some things off of them on eBay. They have a ton of stuff. They've been selling for for a long time, and uh, I did notice when I had purchased something off of them, off you guys, George, on eBay that it was a, a, you know, a city in Michigan, Rochester Hills, Michigan. And I thought, Oh, I didn't know there was a, you know, a cruck cards in Rochester Hills. I've been around there a lot, never seen anything like that. And so what it is, though, you guys don't have a brick and mortar store. It's a big warehouse, but um, George, can you explain why you don't have a brick and mortar store and what cruck cards is exactly?
1: Well, I just kind of always thought that, you know, I always kind of grinded and just started out of the basement and, and worked out of there. I always thought that, you know, the, I guess the brick and mortar store is more like a kind of a neighborhood bar where people could kind of hang out and just talk and maybe not spend a lot of money and kind of waste a lot of your time. So I kind of thought that I just would stick with the warehouse and we just kind of just be very diligent and work and get get things done. Um, In retrospect, I also, I also bought stuff, brand new stuff all the time. I always seem to lose money on it in the last 20 years. And so I kind of like, I kind of shied away from. Um, you know the brick and mortar is kind of an avenue to go ahead and, and get new, buy new stuff. In retrospect, I wish I would have gone ahead and, and started one maybe you know even five to ten years ago because that stuff, you know, the, all the new stuff got super hot. And I really, you know, I, I kind of had a little bit of control issues too, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have a my warehouse and a brick and mortar. So I went ahead and just I put extra money into real estate. So I kind of screwed with real estate a little bit and. But like i said in retrospect i wish i would have gone ahead and delegated that and had somebody else you know open up a brick and mortar store with me so
2: uh with that being said though you're still you know very successful at what you do i mean are, would you rule that out in the future or are you just kind of like going to stay on this path that you've been on for a while here
1: yeah i'll stay on this path for a while i think um you know we're probably more into growing the jersey side of stuff and accumulating more jerseys right now that's where i put my efforts um it seems like gosh i mean the missed a big boat you kind of missed the boat with uh this last three four years with the new stuff on you know and i mean the stuff just exploded it just and it's 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 harder now i guess to get direct accounts you know from panini and top so i'm just gonna i'll just keep going the way i'm going
2: yeah and what what, i want to touch on the you know this this the hobby pre-pandemic post-pandemic what you've seen because you've been doing this for a long time but let's start with how you started in general george did you start collecting and as a kid like most of us did you get in this later in life did you switch careers uh how did george Cruck get into no, I, collectibles
1: yeah i was in you know i was in high school and you know junior high type stuff always bought cards at the local store uh then i went ahead in um you know in 1984 I, I was buying you know rack pack cases you put sets together in front of the TV and then you go ahead and you got 14 bucks into them. You sell them for 16 bucks and you think you're taking the world over. And so I kind of started grinding that way. Um, and then did some card shows in high school, uh, went to college in Michigan state, uh, me and some buddies, we, we bought a couple of deals on campus for a couple hundred bucks. And that's when the baby boomers were buying everything. They're buying the Ryan's and all that stuff. And we were we bought that deal for 200 bucks, sold it for like 2000. It was like great money. It was awesome. It was fun. And just kind of snowballed from there and just kind of kept, uh, kept at it. So,
2: I mean, obviously you enjoy collecting, but this was kind of, it sounds like you, you thought this might be a business or, you know, a moneymaker from this, like very early.
1: Yeah. And I just kind of kept buying, you know, bigger deals along the way and it just kind of all snowballed. And then I also hit that time when, I mean, geez, I mean, I think, you know, you could buy, I was, did pretty well buying like 81 Dunros golf, like at the, I think late 80s, early 90s, you buy those boxes for 25 bucks. And then like, you know, three months later, they're selling for 150. And so that was fun. And, you know that was the the tail end of all that. You know the Fleur basketball had was was starting to take its first leg up, and you know Montana rookies are ten bucks, and all of a sudden he wins all these Super Bowls, and they're you know hundred bucks, and it was just fun. It was and it just kind of and I got out of college and shoot, I got out of college in nineteen ninety one, and then the job market was was bad, and I just kind of kept you know rolling with the cards, and that's, you know, just got employees and just kept kept doing it.
2: That's awesome. I mean, like uh, sounds like I mean it's work, but. It's something you were doing before you know you even had a you know a real job and just kind of continue doing it so um and like i said i mentioned you have a big warehouse and you bought you know you bought things and sold them you buy collections essentially you buy a lot of big stuff and you i mean you buy so much stuff you have a warehouse how did it turn into that instead of you know something you know, small, I, just, I guess
1: I, I think i'm just kind of maybe natural at collecting stuff and, and just accumulating in a little bit of a hoarder um I mean, basically, I mean, it started off in my parents' basement, then moved down to Georgia for about four years. Started off in the basement down there in Georgia. And then we're getting, you know, notes from our subdivision. You can't run a business out of your, your house. So then we got a small warehouse, got you a know, 2,000 square foot warehouse. Then we moved back to Michigan and got like a 5,000 square foot warehouse. And then about four or five, and then 2002, we bought a, a 25,000 square foot warehouse and then proceeded to, you know, used to have tenants and running it out. And I proceeded to fill it up um and then i've got containers where i've got overflow from that warehouse so i've got to put stuff in containers and i've got you know i am just kind of it just seems like you, you just kind of accumulate stuff over years and i don't really blow stuff off like i know that shoot you know my my mom would go to jacobson's and she'd shop all the time and she'd go there because they had like 90 percent off sales and they you know 80 percent off sales we never just really discounted stuff we just kind of if it was we, we felt like it was selling too cheap we would just hold it and just wait and maybe just put it aside and wait for the next wave And then just, so we just never really closed a lot of stuff out, which is maybe not the way most people do retail, but we just, that's how I kind of rolled with it, you know? And it's, unfortunately it was an appreciating asset, you know, some of the stuff I held, you know, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's part of the game and you know this as well as anybody, if things go up, things go down. I mean, whether you hold when to sell, I mean, that is part of the the hobby business and, you know, selling at the right time, buying at the right time. And sometimes you get held with a bag, as long as you don't get stuck on the negative too often, you'll be okay. Um,
1: yeah, that's that's one thing about this business. If you're forced to sell, you're in trouble. If you got to sell a lot, you got a lot of stuff, and you're forced to sell, you, you're you're in trouble. If you're if you're forced to go ahead and buy stuff, and you have to buy stuff to to fulfill or to you know put a project together for TV or something, it's tough. It gets expensive. So you just got to let the market kind of come to you. And I've always kind of been trying to be patient, you know, as far as buying and selling and you know, just you can't. It's not the biggest market in the world, and you know, it's it's kind of hard to jam a lot of stuff down the market's throat you know
2: so i was fortunate enough to actually get a quick tour of uh your warehouse and it's huge and and i i for one appreciate it a lot just being a collector like even if it's old junk wax stuff or if it's really expensive nice cool stuff i just like it all because because it looked like honestly someone's it looks like every basement and attic in america into one where like you can imagine <laughs> yeah. all these cards and yeah. shoes and right and, and jerseys and, and boxes and. They've got to be gone through, like you got to sift through these. It's not like, Hey, I bought a pallet, this stuff, put it over here. You got to go through this stuff because who knows what's inside those boxes, whether it's a, you know, a dream, a grail, like a Wagner or something, or or just some, you know, five cent, you know, 1991 baseball card.
1: Yeah. So we, we kind of do that. We just, we do go through it with a fine tooth comb and sometimes we spend too much time and, you know, going through it. And, but uh, it's been good. We still got a lot of pallets wrapped up that, you know, you know, you start looking through some of the stuff now, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is you know, it's really good because it you got we got pellets we haven't looked at in 10 years, so it's like you know, it's, it's fun, it's like Christmas in you know, February sometimes. You I know?
2: mean, it's something I do when I have free time, I have two young kids, I have a you know, young family, so I barely have time to actually go through some cards, and when I do it is always a joy for me like I found a couple of gems the other day that were maybe worth 10 15 dollars but there were numbered cards that I didn't know I had for 20 years sitting in a box like oh I missed this the first time around I didn't see it catch it and now that time yeah. to sift through it like you said with the fine uh tooth comb um I saw wow I did I had something there like I said, it wasn't worth a fortune but it was still cool to have put it aside and I know someone would enjoy it if I wanted to sell it um so but you don't we mentioned you don't have a retail store you don't have a brick and mortar store but you have a ton of product you have stuff you said you haven't even gone through in 10 years how so when you have a brick and mortar store people come in and bring their stuff to you like these you know uh, local card shop owners people bring their their collections or small things to them whatever how do you accumulate so much stuff like you how do you go out there and buy these collections to find these uh cards well
1: I think you know living in the Midwest you know and 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 owning the warehouse I mean it allows us to have cheap storage if you live in California or New York on the coast, it's going to be, you got expensive warehouse. So first off we got, you got an advantage there. We got cheap warehouse space. Um, and then I, I just will have the ability to go ahead and, you know, buy a bigger deal. And we just bought like recently, we just bought, um, two tractor trailers full of vending cases. So it's, you know, there was 388 types of vending cases, 389 types of vending cases, and 787 types of vending cases. So that's like, you know, it's ends up being shoot about 42 pallets of stuff. So, you know, I just, I'll take it and I'll just grind it out and sell it slowly, you know, and just, and I'm not going to force it on the market. I'm not going to try to sell one, you know, one case a week and, and be done with this thing quickly. I'm just going to, I think that's, it's, it's a good appreciating asset. And like I said, I, I'll, I like buying stuff like that. Cause it'll, it'll go up in value. You know, we've been around so long that people know us and sometimes a lot of people aren't willing to take on these kind of deals. So they kind of, <laughs> they filter down towards us, you know, so
2: you're able to take on like these massive pallets like you said and maybe
1: other people aren't yeah so i mean you first off you've got to be in you got to have a good sized warehouse to take on this that stuff and you got to have you got to want to do it and then you know you got to have reasonably you know inexpensive warehouse space so it's
2: is there any place is there any place you won't go to go get, uh, you know, a collection, whatever, like where in America, Canada, Mexico, I have no idea. Like where's the. Yeah, this-
1: Ken, the coolest place I probably, or the oddest place I've probably been to is uh, England. I was dealing with, uh, this guy, Darren in uh, in England, and he he had bought out a big, he bought out Mark Nacaluso, a big non-sport collector. Um, and then we had bought, you know, containers from England over the years, for maybe over a year, year and a half period, we're getting towards the end. And he kinda, for I always had to go ahead and send him the money up front. So I send him the money up front. He ended up not, you know, he didn't send the stuff over. Um, so I ended up flying over to England and he says, come over to England and look at the stuff. So I ended up looking at the stuff that was there in England. He wanted to sell me some more stuff and the stuff was actually stored in a bomb shelter. It was like a, a bomb shelter for world war II. Wow. And it wow. was where they would store, you know, planes, I guess, back in the day. So that's kind of the, probably like the farthest place I've went to buy a deal.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking uh, basements and attics. I forgot to mention bomb shelters. My bad on that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Right.
2: So after all this, and you've gone through tons of the collections and pallets and whatnot, I mean, what is some of the most expensive or rarest or craziest finds that once you got got it back to Michigan and, and went through it uh, that you have found like, oh my God, here's a, uh, you know, a few, a, a binder of Jordan rookies or I mean, whatever. I mean, what, what, what have you found?
1: We've had a couple of, you know when you buy some deals, you might get a couple of on-card autographs. I think we had like a, you know, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan on-card autograph from Upper Deck. You know, you, you, you sift through and you didn't know it was going to be in there. And it's, that's, you know, that's, but shoot, that was like, you know, probably 10, 15 years ago. I know once, one of the coolest things we got was a, um, I think about, geez, I find I think I sold this about 10 years ago and it probably was sitting in a, in a binder for about 10 years before that it was the 1908, uh, World Series program when the Tigers played the Cubs. And so I thought, you know, I had that thought it was like, you know, it was so small and I thought it was missing pages, but in in fact, it was intact and it was full, you know, we think we sold it like it's over like 35,000 bucks in an auction, like, you know, like 10 years ago. So who knows what that thing's worth now? I mean, with the escalation of prices and stuff.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned that was a program. You guys don't just have cards, you have jerseys, you have, I've seen some of the old programs that you guys have from like the earliest Super Bowls and, and things like that. And you mentioned the world series. Yeah. What are some other, like th- things that people can purchase off you for through ebay and through your website we'll plug the website later in a minute here
1: you know i just kind of I, I, I in the beginning i think i had to lay some people off because we couldn't we were just selling cards and so then uh, after that we just went into jerseys went an autograph so i i kind of had the philosophy i'll buy anything you know we bought a tractor trailer full of uh, twilight stuff like you know backpacks and pencils and you know lunch boxes so i mean from the movie twilight so i just I would just you know anything i get my hands on and i'm trying to look for new 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 and exciting things to get into you know so i was i would do anything just to you know you know just we could go ahead and make a few bucks on it and grind it out type thing so it's, yeah so i mean you know,
2: it's star wars or, or just pop culture ph- phenoms like, yes, things like that. anything
1: like, anything you know we probably should have gone heavier into gaming we didn't do that that's a big mistake should it should have jumped on that we we did get a bunch of closeouts of uh naruto so you know over the years we were buying stuff directly from uh bandai that, that was the manufacturer of that stuff so we bought you know tractor trailers full of that stuff but um should have gone probably more into you know the wow and all that stuff but you know you know it just it just doesn't, doesn't doesn't always you don't always file the best pack.
2: yeah i mean po- pokemon original first edition stuff is insane i don't really know a ton about that i've you know i've interviewed guests i'm gonna interview more guests on that but apparently that was you know i missed the boat too i mean like a lot of people i think i was in uh in high school or something like that when that was going on where People are just throwing them in their backpacks and didn't even care about it. You had a couple sealed yeah. boxes and stuff.
1: But that stuff was, it's going to have another wave because I know that like my son she's right now, he's, uh, he's 20, he's 26 and he loves that stuff. So when he gets more money, when he's 40, he's going to be throwing more money into that stuff too. So, I mean, it's going to, it'll have another wave in 10, 15 years. And so it's, I think that stuff's got legs for, for a while, you know, because those kids will want to go back and recreate their childhood and stuff like that. And so, Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, that's kind of how a lot of like, I, I got back into it. A lot of people did especially post-pandemic so let's get into that a little bit like you've seen the pre-pandemic the post-pandemic boom what did you think when it was going on did you know something like this whatever I mean not that you knew a pandemic was coming but did you ever think like hey we're gonna have a huge you know boom one day or you know so what what was it like you witnessing you know selling these things before and after
1: well it was fun it was, it's fun it still is fun I mean it was yeah. you saw it growing though you saw it kind of building up um and it was like steadily growing before the, before the pandemic. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hit and it just absolutely exploded. Um, I would say that, you know, and it was cool to see as all the athletes and all the, you know, the rappers, they got into it and before we were kind of geeky and, you know, nobody really liked, you know, the card guys were kind of on the outskirts, but we kind of got cool all of a sudden. So it was kind of fun. It was great, you know, and, and stuff is still, has gone down in value since, you know, the peak of the pandemic, but it's still, I, I would say on average it's two to three times higher than it was pre-pandemic you know so
2: yeah I think I, I I want people to know that you know that I say that all the time that yeah it's gone down a lot tremendously but it's still above what it was before the pandemic like it's you' like you said two three times and I think people forget that because they see these massive like I guess losses but I mean they those some of those prices got crazy like crazy crazy
1: yeah I mean I mean geez I mean you talking kobe 10 rookie selling for for ten thousand dollars it's a thousand now but it still was probably only 400 before the pandemic you know so it's still it's still a nice appreciation but it's that's the thing when this stuff takes off it just goes it's just there's not a lot of supply of this stuff out there when people get hot on it it, it, it does get spread around and the prices go up and people are chasing it
2: do you think it's settled down now and then you know to kind of where it should be at and then continually grow a little bit it's like but lots of smaller scale
1: I think so yeah i think it's it's good i think if people love the stuff they yeah i think it's going to grow it just it's good and you got you got fanatics involved and they're going to go ahead and keep pumping the stuff and you know they're going to try to expand the market i mean they're going to you know you know just probably got population growth just more and more people into the stuff and you know you people can't get enough of sports and this is kind of an offshoot of sports obviously
2: so tell me about the uh i know you guys just started Cruc like crux jerseys k-r-u-k jerseys uh where you guys uh I take it not just gonna sell jerseys but just like team apparel things like that uh what's uh what's that about on uh, your side
1: now well we've been I've been into jerseys like I said that was an offshoot of trying to get into different stuff and not just buying baseball cards so we started buying jerseys she's probably like 10 12 years ago maybe even longer but it just kind of has grown over the over the time over time and to legitimize us we wanted to go ahead and have a website just dedicated you know purely towards the jerseys so that's what we did and we just basically got that off the ground about six months ago. Um, we did buy a big deal. Oh geez. It was in, that would have been, uh, November of 2020 where we got 10 semi tractor trailers full of uh, jerseys from a guy who had accumulated the stuff over his lifetime. Uh, and we're still going through that stuff. Um, and so, yeah, and we just, just, I like the jerseys and they've always been cool to me. It's the one thing I really, you know, you, Every jersey seems to almost be different. There's new jerseys coming out all the time, and I just really enjoyed them. And that's almost become a little bit of a passion for me, you know, collecting the jerseys and you know tracking down new deals uh, as far as jerseys go.
2: So is it a separate website that you guys have for the jerseys and apparel, mm-hmm. things like that?
1: Yes, exactly. Yep. All right, uh, so- we still basically sell the majority of our stuff through eBay. It's not, okay. uh, you know, of our of our site on eBay. But, you know, people can access cruckjerseys.com as well. And, you know, place orders there. And we try to go ahead and you know discount stuff a little bit off of you know our eBay prices as well.
2: Yeah, so if you're looking for them on eBay, it's K-R-U-K, um uh Kruc cards on eBay and then uh like he just meant George just mentioned uh Kruc jerseys and they have Kruc cards as well. And what I actually stumbled upon with you guys was you guys started doing an eBay live very recently where uh you guys will sell, you know, sealed wax, single cards, jerseys um, on eBay live. And so it's K K R U K on eBay live. And I saw that you mentioned the jerseys. They're not just jerseys. A lot of these are team issued and some game worn uh, by players, which is, I think, really cool and awesome
1: absolutely yeah it's 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 part of the game you know you're you're, you're live and we can a lot of times you can even offer the stuff cheaper than you can buy authentic stuff over at you know in the retail stores like you know the dicks and stuff like that so you get a real piece of the game you know at a in a better quality product at a you know at a reasonable price and, and it I, should appreciate again you know?
2: yeah and i don't even care who the player is i might not even have heard of him he may have played 10 games for the team but I, there's nothing there's something about a game player worn professional jersey, you know, and I think that's incredibly cool, uh, whether you just collect or even if you want to wear it, I think. And people have that. If you don't know, there's a difference between, you know, off the rack, something at TJ Maxx and, uh, you know, NFL or NBA or MLB authenticated jersey or NHL. I mean, those are there.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: absolutely and, and they got different patches different colors there's so many different variations of this stuff you know there's always the commemorative patches when you know somebody passes away or there's some sort of event and it's just cool it's just it's neat stuff
2: yeah it's awesome how's the how's the ebay live come about and how, how you guys uh, liking it so far do you guys have a permanent like weekly day or just kind of kind of going through it right oh, now we're, it we're
1: working into that um you know my son you know jake just wanted to take take it on and him and massimo did it together uh, it just—it's a good way to go ahead and you know meet new customers and like access stuff that we have out. It's a—it's a fast, efficient way to process stuff. And eBay Live's been great, so we're just gonna—we're gonna keep you know, you know they came, eBay came to us and they wanted—they promoted us for the Super Bowl show. They had a Super Bowl show leading up to the Super Bowl, and so we did a couple of rounds before to to get our, to work the kinks out. And um, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. It's been, it's been solid. And it's—it's it's, like I said, it's a way to go ahead and efficiently sell, you know, just stuff we have laying around.
2: So we we all started this. Most of us started this because we enjoy collecting. So, what does George Cruck collect personally? And what do you, PC? There, you buy so much stuff, but there's got to be some stuff you're like. I think I want to put that aside for myself. Is there anything or is there anything Michigan State? Is there a player? You know, era pro. What do you like to collect?
1: I like I like collect jerseys. I basically what I do is I'll, I'll when we get a we buy a deal. I'll try to put one or two jerseys from each deal. Each jersey deal we purchase, I will put them away. I'll put them in my closet kind of a defensive move because my wife was taking over the closet space. So I got to go ahead and, 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 you know, get some space in the, in the closets. And I just, just like looking at them and, you know, collecting them like flannels, just like, just like the jerseys. It doesn't matter what sport either. No, I mean, it's mostly, it seems like we run into mostly baseball, but you know, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, I mean, soccer stuff. We're trying to shake, you know, trying to shake the trees and get some soccer stuff. That's a little bit tougher, but uh, no, it's, it's just, they're all different than, I mean, Soccer jerseys are just wild. I mean, they're just like they're like art, you know. They're they're very colorful, and you know, they're just
2: well. You talk about crazy. sponsorships and patches. I mean, yeah. the soccer jerseys are out of control. They've been ahead of that Europe, you know, and Asia ahead of that. People complain over here about like a, a T-Mobile patch on the shoulder.
1: The whole thing says T-Mobile over there, you know. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not bashful at all. They are. They're on top of it. Yeah,
2: all absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you you mentioned you have some employees and things like that. Do you have? i mean how do you know what's i mean are you the one who's personally going through like hey this is what's worth this or you have experts in certain areas or like you know well, we, get, how... we
1: get we get two guys that you get two guys that go ahead and buy buy like buy cards we right. um we've got you know i got a guy that can go on and hit the road and he can pick up deals um also got um you know massimo who buys jerseys all the time so and then they process you know if you buy a deal yourself you just process it yourself so they they know what they're doing and they go through they made the purchase and they'll go through it and Sorted out and distribute it to the our, our listers and then you know go from there
2: nice I mean you guys have a ton of stuff and like I said I I just got a quick tour of the warehouse I can't even imagine how long I you you said what you have you you've literally bought stuff you haven't looked at in like 10 years
1: it's got it I mean yeah I mean, there's some stuff because we were you know just dying for space and we've got some pallets that were just still unearthing we had a double stack pallets and they're in the far reaches of the warehouse and yeah so it's there's got to be stuff that's 10 years old for sure it, to
2: yeah, like to to a lot of people it's probably like a, a mess to me it's like a beautiful mess like it's not and that's not mess. it's just like you know where things are but there's you've got to go through this this is a lot of stuff to go through and sift through and
1: yeah I mean we, we've had a guy real we had a guy that's um he retired and, he, um, he liked sorting cards. and so he sorted cards for us and he would sort them all into you know, you give him a bunch of, you know, baseball, you know, stuff that's kind of rich, you know, commons that, you know, hadn't been stripped or whatever. So he'd pull out the the Jeters and the Trouts and, you know, the, the Rod Cruz and that kind of stuff. So we've got, he worked for us for about 10 years. He's kind of slowing down now. And he would sort the stuff into player groups. So we'd have these player, you know, we have pallets and pallets of sorted out cards. A lot of it's commons, but there's some, you know, good stuff in there still that he, you know, would have sorted out. And so we've got these pallets that we would have wrapped up and they're in the corners of our warehouse. So they're fun to look through too, because you see, you'll see trout rookies in there from time to time. So it's, you know, good stuff. And Ripken rookies and Jeter rookies and stuff like that. So it's it's fun to go through.
2: But yeah, even if it's not the big super name, superstar names, I mean, there's always a market for like, uh, I don't know, I'm just uh, Dave Winfield. I don't know, throw, you know he's a Hall of Famer, but like even worse, you know, it's a player that made maybe made a couple all-stars. Someone collects that guy, you know? So yeah. it's yeah. one man's, like the, the saying, one man's trash, another man's treasure, kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah I appreciate George you coming on I uh I hope to get a, a better tour next time once uh maybe hopefully I got some time you guys have some time I'd love to actually like you know not sort through the cards right I don't have that much time but I mean I'd like to go see, yeah. some, yep. see some stuff that's yep. wrapped up and things like that uh uh
1: yeah for sure you're you're uh, right next door I mean we're neighbor cities I mean Rochester and uh Shelby yes yeah, come on by anytime
2: yeah that's why I enjoy I do the local pickup I know most people that buy off you guys probably can't but um I'll do it because uh, it's it's right there. You guys have a ton of stuff like i said uh check them out on ebay Kruk, they have uh instagrams uh, social medias uh, Kruk, you search crack cards they um are gonna do the jerseys on the website so make sure you check them out on there as well as as you guys know me too kane collects Kjng uh, i'm on instagram and posting a lot on there. youtube channel and um the uh podcast odyssey google play uh Apple Spotify wherever you get your podcast download it tell a friend tell a family member you enjoy it please uh let somebody know uh George like once again thank you for joining me and uh will you come back on again some point
1: anytime King really
2: appreciate it we're getting into baseball season here soon spring training so it should be fun talking about baseball jerseys and and bats and cleats and balls and things like that that's a great memorabilia stuff I have a few friends that collect just. Any game used? I've got, like one. One of my buddies has like Rondell White game used bat. I mean Rondell White. I don't know. You know,
1: right. <laughs> it's, yeah. it was used in a game a few times. It's used so. in game, right? yeah. it's good stuff. And it, it definitely you have, is. You have glove collectors. There's so many different avenues you could be collecting in this in this business. You know, there's so many different paths, pennants. You know, there's so much stuff.
2: Yeah. And baseball has been kind of like the bloodline of collecting first, you know, baseball cards, the sport baseball. I think if it's healthy and positive there, I think it kind of just branches out for all the other sports to to stay strong collecting. Because you you mentioned there's so many things in baseball you can collect people. Like you said, the gloves and hats and everyone wears a baseball hat, even if they're not a baseball fan. Absolutely.
1: uh, Yeah, for sure. It is the the bloodline. It's, It's how it all started.
2: All right. Well, thanks, George. And as always, guys,
0: keep collecting. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.